Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'll get shown us on the Goodyear hotline. It definitely does look hot. It, it, it looks hot, hot and it's maybe because be I know it's going to be hot, yeah. right? Yeah, there's, but it's, the, it's, a, it's a certain color of the sky that tells you this is going to be a hot day. It, it just feels Even like it's going to be hot in New York. It's pretty, though. It's yeah. certainly uh, Calm waters pretty. of the East River. Sam, would you ever jet ski in the East River to go under the bridges and kind of see no. the sky? No. I, I, no. Jet skiing. Big bodies of water I'm not a fan of. Well, it's a so, river. So, so you don't like jet ski at all, though? Like in- I mean, I've jet skied before. I've jet skied once or twice, and it was cool, but I it was like there are other thrills that I would enjoy rather than being on a jet ski and maybe you fall off and maybe nobody find like I've jet skied. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, so I was, I, I did Wait, this. Can you swim? I can swim. Oh, I can okay, swim. Okay. But like, I, I, like there, but in this river, there have been people that have fallen I, I off and never found again. I can't yeah. swim. And you would jet ski. And, and you, I do go on jet skis, but yeah. I go on jet skis where I know you when can, I look down, you can, I'm okay. I just need some people around clear, me. Clear water and people around yeah. me. Yeah. This I'm not jet skiing in this. It's too much going on. You know how dirty and nasty and gross that is? And people be out there jet skiing, water getting in their mouth. It's just gross. I would do it. Uh, I actually am looking forward to doing it. I'll jet ski with people around me. Of course. I've been in like, I did. The first time I ever jet skied was in the Caribbean. I I love that. What's the thing where you hang off the bat? Like you. uh, Water ski? I think it was water skiing. So I was in Hong Kong with some friends doing something. And like, we were like, I was hanging off the back, which was cool because it was like a. I was with friends. See, and there that's were how people I feel. There you around. Go. Yeah, that's how I am. But like, hey, let me go jet ski with a play. I, uh, See, that's I just me. think it'd be cool because of the location. No, it was location. tubing. Was it a tube? You could oh, be you, a- oh, you're hanging on the tube on the back yeah. of like a of like a boat, like a, on yeah, a boat. Like, so he's dragging you around. You got to hold on. Yeah, but it wasn't like a fast, fast boat. Oh. It was like you just sit. The, more, just, the, the but faster you go, the more Yeah, fun there are people around me. Yeah, like I'll do all that. Yeah, but I'll do that with This is amazing. Going under the historic bridges of New York City with the skyline on a beautiful day like this. You can move if you they if they somehow can magically move the bridge to the Caribbean. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Fair enough. Well, it looks really nice. So last night we had some preseason action this weekend, of course. Uh, everybody else in the league starts to get underway in the preseason. And before we get into what we saw last night, I'll ask each of you, both NFL uh, veteran players, do you remember your very first preseason game? Do you go back that far where you're like, yeah, I'll never – because you remember your, your debut. You have to remember your actual – NFL debut, right? But a preseason game, did that even stay with you? My, I held out, shockingly. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> it, I would say I, I held out. I dressed for Philly. I didn't play in Philly. Right. And I think the next week we played the Giants, and I had a few snaps. I probably played a lot. I, I, don't, I, I may have had two catches maybe, I think, against the Giants, I would say. Two catches. How many yards do you think you had it for? 14, maybe. 16. 16. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a big night. <laughs> but you got some out. Yeah, so, who got did I in. catch the ball for? Like, who was throwing I, I was me? just going to ask you that. I don't know if it was Neil O'Donnell. The great John Pacey from Long Island? No, was it Foley, maybe? Glenn Foley? Neil, Glenn, maybe Neil and Glenn? Was, they both was, was there. Neil, Neil was there. Glenn Foley was there that early? Yeah, that, Glenn was the backup. He was our backup. I didn't realize he was there that, that early. Sam, how about you? I could tell you, though, Ten years to the day yesterday, you made your preseason debut. Oh wow! There what do you go. remember about it? Yeah, I don't remember anything about <laughs> about it at all. I don't remember with the Cardinals. Yeah, I know I was with the card. Obviously, played with the Cardinals. Right, drafted twenty eleven, um, fourth round. Like I don't remember all I know about my rookie year, 
and maybe Q probably resonate with this. Like, I wanted to earn the respect of the guys on the team, like one way or another. And so my thing, right, linebacker played at Texas, right? The thing is, like, I want. I, I was like, I'm, not, I'm never going to turn down a hit, yeah. Whether it's in a practice or in a game. The defensive like, guys probably have more of that mentality. Yeah, well, I, well I, you certainly didn't turn down an opportunity to hit because our research tells us in this game you did have a tackle, but you also had an unnecessary roughness penalty. Which I'll take. In a preseason game. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, I'm sure it looked bad, but I mean, it was about respect, unnecessary <laughs> roughness. At least y'all know I'm, I'm a tough guy, right? But that's my thing. It was like – You were trying to hurt the team. No, nah, dude. I had a goal. I had a li- – like, I, had a, I, wrote, I wrote down, like, a list of goals. And, you know, you have, like, you know, want to – you know rather, you know, start. One of my goals, I wanted to be the starting left outside linebacker for the Cardinals. People said, you're a rookie, you're not going to start. By the grace of God, I started. I had eight sacks or seven sacks my rookie year, right? Okay, I wanted to, uh, I think my goal was like nine or ten, something, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, numbers, I had stats like interceptions or, you know, forced fumbles. But one of the stats I had was I wanted to, uh, like, Personal never foul. Turn, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, uh, the, the step before, never turn down a hit in a practice or in a game. I wrote it down on my little goal sheet. Okay. And so, like, if there was an opportunity, we were in pads, and there was a hit to be made, I would I needed to make that hit in practice and in games. And so, I'll take the personal foul. I hurt the team. It was a preseason game. Who cares? It selfish. mattered, but it didn't count. Selfish. <laughs> that's, that, that's selfish. You hurt no. the team. I needed it, though, for me, because nobody knew I me. I Belichick after that game. Well, Sam's got some things we got to uh, clean uh, up. We but that's the thing. Like, nobody knew penalties. me. Like, nobody knew me. So, it's like, okay, you're the nice guy, you know, fourth-round pick out of Texas. Are you, it's like, at least for me, I'm getting a little bit of respect from the yeah. guys some way, somehow. Yeah, let them know. Let them know. Let, you know what I mean? Can always say, I always tell my son this. My son plays hockey, and I always tell him, you can always say you're sorry after a hit. You're right. right? You can never apologize for being too soft. But the benefit, uh, the benefit, the researcher said it, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a full 15-yarder. It was, it? It, was, uh, it was like, you know. Half the distance. It was to the half goal the distance oh, to the so goal. It was, it was already there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Key like, like jumping, some, off, jumping off sides. You, not you don't remember. Yeah, we had some dudes on offense. We had Fitz, Larry Fitzgerald. We had some dude. We had some dudes. So they were gonna be fine. You, you didn't. You don't remember though. You don't remember the play, do you? No, I don't remember any of this. I'd love to see that. the. Actually, I wouldn't love to see the film because I think it'd be pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but I don't remember doing that. I don't remember the tackle. Well, do you think? Do you think Mac Jones will remember the moment last night? And not not even the first ball he threw, but the fact that. So Cam Newton started as expected, but Mac Jones, the, the rookie quarterback that's gotten a lot of attention already uh, in New England, steps out on the field after Cam Newton took the first two series. He goes out, he's with um, mostly starters, and an ovation from a crowded Foxborough, which they haven't had, obviously it's been a long time since they've had a crowded Foxborough. He gets an ovation. It shows you who's the popular guy up in New England, Key. It's New England, man. They want it a certain way. Let's be honest with ourselves and not play and sugarcoat it. They want it. They want what That's they want. That's our quarterback. Yeah, and, and they want what looks like Tom Brady, and Cam Newton does not look like Tom Brady in no shape, form, fashion whatsoever. And Mac Jones is close to that. And you look at it, it's his team of the future. Wearing number 10, by the way, after wearing 50 throughout yeah, I was, I, I, I was. I thought they were going to roll him out at fifty, but I guess he earned the the right to wear ten in the game. Already, in the um, game, yeah. I, I think that his future is going to possibly be bright up there, but not this year. He was drafted for not this year, but for the future. Cam Newton, and I say this: Bill Belichick and his staff didn't go into free agency signing all those players and doing what they did to build the roster because they knew they were going to draft Mac Jones. They did this because they knew they were going to bring Cam Newton back, and he needed 
to have a supporting cast to be successful. Uh, Mac Jones can benefit from that long term. If Cam somehow stubs his toe, doesn't live up to expectations or play the way that he's capable of playing, much like I told him a couple weeks ago when he was on the show. If you go out there and you remember me telling him this. I remember. If you take your ass out there and you look anything like you looked last year, then you need to keep going home and retire. And I let him know that. I have no problem telling him that. But I don't believe, nor do I think, he will look like that. You know, I know we're showing highlights of Chase Young on the backside. Sacking Cam, that's not Cam. That's the left tackle. Facts. If the left tackle Facts. does his job, he won't get sacked. He can step into the throat. So that's not on the Cam Newton. And when you don't do those sort of things, that's what you get. You get bad football. But I think Mac Jones will have a future, just not today. Bill Belichick done already said, Cam Newton is the damn starter. In a minute, Bill's going to say, stop asking him that question. You watch. I just wonder, yeah. I just wonder with the health piece. That's my only thing. Because even Cam said he hadn't been healthy since, what, 2016? Yeah. So that's the only thing that I wonder. Like, is he going to be healthy enough to play winning football? Yeah. And he's got the, I mean, he's got the, he's got the team around him. He's got tight ends, right? John New Smith, Hunter Henry. They're trying to rebuild. They've got yeah. some B setbacks yeah. at running back and a really good defense. Kendrick Bourne, right. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, so they got some receivers, too. Yeah. I just Kobe wonder, Myers. Yeah. I just wonder, is he going to be healthy enough? And he, had, he said that he hadn't been before. Maybe he is now. Health is health is critical for him. Uh, you know, he missed two years ago. He missed all of the season based on his foot. But that his injuries haven't been because of the style of his, the play. He got injured in the pocket. I think a lot of people think his injuries are, is because of the style of play in which he's running the ball and doing those yeah, things. Yeah, RG3 kind of thing. It, that's which not that's, what that that's is. That's not him, yeah, no. He, but I'll tell you this, though. If, as we saw, the left tackle or whoever it is, anybody yeah. in the offensive line Jeez. is going to let a Chase Young get through – that's a problem. Now, Cam, this was funny. Cam last night talked about uh, his impressions when he met Chase Young on the field. He's smaller than I thought. <laughs> I just mess with That's a joke. That's a, that's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> I just with it's probably because he all of a sudden just arrived pretty quickly, and there's nothing small about Chase Young. There's Ain't no nothing doubt. small about yeah. Cam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's well, the thing. Cam's Cam, Cam is Cam about I six, five, I, 250. Man, I interviewed, him, I interviewed him last year, I think it was. Either last year, the year. No, not last year. The year before in Carolina, I interviewed him. And, I've, and I know Cam, and I've interviewed him many times. But for whatever reason, this particular time, I'm standing next to him just talking. And I said to myself, Damn, he's huge. Just like Tom Brady. Like I told you about Peyton Manning. When me and Peyton was together at, and, and hanging out one day, I was just – I was sitting there going, this dude is huge. Like, really big. These quarter and, and these quarterbacks be large, man. And you see why I say the smaller dudes are, are really small. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you have the, your thoughts about, about Kyler Murray. Let's take a call. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We've talked a lot about the young quarterbacks, the anticipation for fields tomorrow. Uh, and also what we saw out of um, uh, Mac Jones and also uh, Jalen Hurts in his second year as well. Dale is in North Carolina wants to discuss. Dale. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. What's happening, Dale? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, AK? I want to know what's going on with the Mac Jones 
hateration. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback drafted in the first round. You say when you draft somebody in the first round, you're expected to start. He's gotten rave reviews from his teammates for his maturity, his work ethic, his the capacity to take on a lot of information, mm-hmm. and you downplay all of that. Yeah, hey, you said hey, if hey, Mac Dale, Jones Dale. balls out in the preseason, uh-huh. it means nothing. But if Justin Fe- – why isn't Mac Jones ready to start but Justin Fields and Trey Lance are ready to start. Now you're gonna listen to me now, right? <laughs> Here, let me let me bring you underneath the hood. Here's why. First of all, it's not haterism or hate on Mac Jones. It's trying to educate people on what the head coach believes who the starter is and what the head coach of the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick is going to do. They went out and they signed a bunch of players and Cam Newton back so that they could be successful. They drafted Mac Jones. Okay, Bill's not ready to play a rookie quarterback. If you know anything about Belichick, veterans are important to him. So is Mac Jones going to eventually be the starter in New England? Absolutely. Is it going to be this year? No. Now let me move forward to Trey Lance. His head coach in Kyle Shanahan said that Trey Lance is going to play. Not me. The head coach said it. So if the head coach in New England says Cam Newton's a starter, I would think Cam Newton's a starter. If the head coach in Kyle Shanahan says that Trey Lance is going to play, I would think Trey Lance is going to play. Now let's move on to Chicago. Justin Fields is getting rave reviews from his teammates. And there's questions on whether or not Andy Dalton could actually help them. I never said that Andy Dalton is a bad quarterback and shouldn't play. I said that Justin Fields, if he does everything right, he's going to have the veterans. If you are a listener of the show, I've said this many times. Once the veterans start chirping and they say the things that they need to say, it's going to get the attention of management as as well as the head coach. And what happened? Jimmy Graham has started to say, Huh, watch out for this kid. Now Allen Robinson is saying the same thing. And we had a longtime Chicago Bears center in Olin Cruz on just now, and he says the same thing. So if you are listening and you are paying attention to me, not the rest of people that work at ESPN, you will know that. So please, next time you try to come at me, come at me with correct facts, please, Dale. Thank and, you. And to put a bow on that also. To put a bow on as simple as this, in Chicago – they need Justin Fields to be good. That's, That's important like. to them. Bill Belichick doesn't need that. What he needs is to have a winning season because that's what he's about. And that also, they do need a quarterback of the future. They think they have that in Mac Jones. Yes. And the best case scenario in New England, all kidding aside, and I know we have fun with it, the whole Boston thing, but the reality is this. They want to make sure Mac Jones is ready. So the best case scenario is he looks like the guy – but they still have Cam that can be Mr. Right Now. Yes. And that's the way you want to do this. And yes. that's why I think Bill's not under any pressure to play Mac Jones. Who's going to pressure him to do that? There's no reason to. You trust Bill Belichick. But Pace, Nagy, they are on the hot seat. So they've got to play a guy that they can buy themselves time with. And that's what Justin Fields represents. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 Progressive on deal. average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Meanwhile, in Jacksonville. Yeah, that's definitely a summer. See, that's summer. That feels summer there. 
Urban Meyer comes in from college, takes over an NFL team in Jacksonville, and he refuses to do it the NFL way. He's doing it his way. And that even includes the fact that your team was so bad last year. What, they have one win? They get the number one pick, and they take a guy that was people think is a generational. They had one win, right? Was it two or one? Did they have two? I think they had two because the Jets screwed it up. Remember? Oh, man. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm trying to block stuff like how many losses or wins the Jets had even. But still, they get the number one pick in a draft where Trevor Lawrence is considered a generational talented quarterback, right? So you get a guy that you know, you hope, is for 10 years, 15 years, your guy. So you would think then, all right, well, he's going to start, right? He's going to start. There's no thoughts about this. Urban Meyer, though, will not commit to a starter, no matter how much the media asks him. Is there really a chance that you guys won't start Trevor Lawrence against Houston in a month? Is there really a chance? Yeah. Uh, I think we'll answer that as it gets closer. But it's still very much an open competition to yeah. see who gets that honor. Yes. It's amazing that he just – well, we'll see as we get closer. So per ESPN Stats and Information Research, seven of the past nine quarterbacks that were selected first in the draft have started their team's season opener. Seven of nine. The only two who didn't, Baker Mayfield – and Jared Goff. So what do you guys what, what do you guys make of the fact that he won't commit to Trevor Lawrence? I, I'm okay with that. As as I look at that list, I think Cam Newton's the the 2011 Cam Newton team in Carolina was a decent team. Uh the Rams, I think Sam Bradford, I don't remember. I think they were okay. They were not as awful. They they were not awful like that if I can remember. Um but when you think about it, maybe it's just that the Jaguars and Urban Meyer and the staff right now don't feel like his team is capable of protecting the quarterback. You're saying this is less about Trevor Lawrence and more about what's around him. I think you so. think that's what this decision is about. Yeah, because about. you don't select Trevor Lawrence if you're not going to play him. It has to be a reason why you're saying to yourself He's not the starter. Rather than say, hey, my team sucks and I don't want to get him killed, K-I-L-T, <laughs> I'm just going to say right now that I don't know who's going to start. That's the only thing I can think of that would make Urban Meyer not want to play Trevor Lawrence or, or, or at least name him the starter because clearly they drafted him one overall. You're, going to, you're paying him $30-plus million. You're going to start him. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he knows. He's just not saying it right now. You know what I mean? Like like that like uh Nick Sirianni said, he said, Well, we got an open competition. No, it's Jalen Hurts. Right? Yeah, it is, it is. I think I think that Urban Meyer knows that Trevor Lawrence is going to start. I think but I also think Urban Meyer values competition. You talked about that that drill he did, you know, one on ones, that's who's gonna make what the competition? team. Competition. I ain't no damn competition. Well he values the idea, the idea in, in of practice. competition. This one on one thing that uh that, that they do where Stop you playing battle. games with the quarterback and just play the dude so he can get the reps. See, that's what I that's what I believe. If, I agree. If you think he, you could protect him, but I I don't I I can't go there because and here's why Jacksonville has been bad for so long. Uh-huh. So if you want to get Jacksonville better to protect him and have Trevor Lawrence be a better better future, better it's like they may not be they may not be good next year. not like not this year they Even may not be good year. next year In the year after and the year after. <laughs> so it's like when you know when when is the right time for me at a team like this? I think it's the right time now. Get him all the reps that he can, yeah, yeah. build around him. But I, but I also think that Urban Meyer knows who his starter is going to be. He just doesn't want to say it. Why? Why he doesn't want to say it? 
maybe that, like I said, the idea of competition, because competition does breed excellence. It helps make you better. So maybe it helps Trevor Lawrence get to new heights. Don't know if I buy it, but, but I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. If he doesn't play, it's going to look bad because you don't might not want to say publicly it's because we don't have enough talent or we don't yeah, want to get see, this kid. I feel like but it's going to make it, it look yeah. like. But and, you know, though, that might be what it is, and that sounds logical. But on the surface, for people like me, you know, I'm just a reporter. What do I know? It's like, well, Trevor Lawrence must not be that good. Like, he must be a bust. Yeah, is see, this I don't a bust? Think, like, I don't you think, know that's going to happen. I don't think it's Trevor, though. I think, if anything, if, if for whatever reason, it's the first preseason game, but for whatever reason he does not start, I think it has something to do with the way they want to protect him and how they feel about their team moving forward. My only pushback on that is because I can see where you're coming from. Okay, let's give him some, let's get our team better. Let's not throw him out to the wolves, yeah. right? Blind side, just people getting killed, killed. KILT. Uh, KILT. K-I-L-T. But the thing is, if you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, if you're a part of that team organization, you don't start him and you start losing early. Now you're 0-3, 0-4, 0-5. The season's got like maybe maybe Trevor Lawrence can come in and provide a spark. Now you're winning games. Give me games. a reason to been... buy a ticket. Like that's what not I'm even saying, that. Like, not even that. I'm just saying like from Tim an organizational Tebow. standpoint. Oh, imagine from, that. From an organizational <laughs> standpoint, like like he could be the reason why they win three to four, five, eight games that year. So give him the opportunity. Get better, build around him. Like I get Key's key. I get your point about not, you know, the team's not great around him, but there's no time to waste, right? It's almost like the Justin Fields conversation. The only difference this team is not built like Chicago. But if he's that good, which you all we all believe he is, what are we waiting for? Yeah, I, I just feel like a lot of this stuff sometimes it's just playing this game with the media and fans is is never a good thing. Tune into an NL battle. Sunday, as the Mets host the Dodgers, presented by Samsung Galaxy. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and at 7 p.m. on ESPN TV. So there's there's one starting quarterback who's not going to see any end preseason action this weekend, but we think he should. We'll tell you who that is next. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, a little Friday vibe here in the studio as we always do on Fridays. Alan Han, Sam Macho in with Key. Key definitely vibing. We're getting closer, man. We're getting closer to the weekend. Almost there. Getting closer also to tomorrow night, Giants-Jets preseason. And for, for Daniel Jones, a very important season, certainly for him. But belief is that he will not – I don't think he actually – no, he's not going to play uh, tomorrow in the preseason. But there's a, a video that's already starting to circulate from practice <laughs> where he, he has – it's a terrible-looking interception, but if you watch it closely, it's not really completely on him. So the, the concerns about him will continue because he's got to prove himself to be their quarterback of the future. To talk about that with us, David Deal, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Giants right now on the Goodyear Hotline. David, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great, fellas. Happy Friday. Good morning. Hope you guys are off to a great start to your Friday. We are right now. The question is, will the Giants get off to a good start with Daniel Jones this year with the weapons they have around him, with Saquon Barkley back and healthy? Uh, what are your expectations for DJ this season? Well, I think this is the year that he has to prove that he is the franchise quarterback of the New York Giants, considering the fact they went out and completely retooled this offense for him and the fact that they have two first-round draft picks in 2022, that puts precedent on him right now. I know a lot of people ask me, comparing Daniel Jones in the second year to Eli Manning, well, there was a big difference. In Eli Manning's second year, Tiki Barber ran for 1,800 yards, and that's something that Daniel Jones didn't have in Saquon Barkley last year in his first year in Jason Garrett's system. So this year, going to get Kenny Galladay, that true ex-receiver, who has that 50-50 catch radius and who can just outman people, especially down when you get into the red zone. That's the type of player we had in Flaxco Burris. Sterling Shepard's having an absolute beast of a camp, and I really think this is the best that I've seen him look in his career. And then you think about Darius Slayton and John Ross being those deep vertical threats, and then Kadarius Toney out of Florida drafting him. He was the shiftiest player in the SEC. You can do your jet sweeps, your bubble screens, and almost use him as an extension of the run because he can take a five-yard slant 60 yards to the house. So for Daniel Jones, ball security is going to be job security for him. So on second down, understanding the stick, not throwing erratic football, and living for third down or on third down, not taking a careless sack after he goes through his second read, start to see the rush so that you don't knock yourself out of field goal position and knock yourself out of putting three points on the board. Those are the main things I'm looking to see out of Daniel Jones. But like you mentioned, Alan, to start in this weekend, neither the Jets or the Giants are going to use this as like a regular preseason game. All of them are using it as essentially as their fourth preseason game, knowing that they got to cut down their roster from 90 to 85 on the 17th, then down to 80 on the 24th, and then on the 31st down to 53. So you're going to see a lot of young players playing this weekend for both the Jets and the Giants, and both head coaches are going to be assessing who understands and who has been able to adapt to the uh, game plans that we've dialed up and the schemes we've dialed up throughout OTAs, throughout minicamp, and throughout the preseason because it's real vanilla. The schemes are run offensively, defensively. 
but who can adjust, who can rise to the challenge, and more importantly, who is mentally tough and focused in these games? Because a lot of times you'll see young players, especially when it comes to special teams, 10 guys out on the field for the punt team or on the kickoff return team, and there's somebody running out late. This is going to be one of the most competitive years to make an NFL roster, and for those young guys, it's got to start this weekend. With all that said, David, who is more important to the Giants' success? We, you mentioned Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. Is it Daniel or is it Saquon? I think it's Saquon. When you look at Saquon and what he means to an offense, he makes the wide receivers better, he makes the offensive line better, and he makes Daniel Jones better. And when you think about now going out and getting Kyle Rudolph opposite Evan Ingram and with Kadarius Toney, it's going to force the defense's hand. Okay, you guys want to go small nickel. Now, okay, we're going to have a numbers game and we're going to have a condensed formation and we're going to be able to run downhill at you. You want to go big because we have Saquon Barkley coming out of the backfield. Now you're going to have Kadarius Toney or Evan Ingram matched up one-on-one in the passing game up against a bigger linebacker. You can get those little flare screens and those little slants out there, as I said, almost as an extension of the run, so you're not chasing the chains on third down. So I definitely think that this offense and everything in 2021 has to go through Saquon Barkley, not only to bring out the strength in the play-action passing game and utilizing Daniel Jones' athleticism, but the strength of the New York Giants is the defense. The Dory Jackson addition, the additions to the defensive line and up front into the linebacker position. They're the ones that need that ball security and that time security to control the time of possession in order for them to be fresh and rotate and have different coverages on the back end. David, question for you. This is Sam Macho. Yes, Daniel Jones had a ton of turnovers, but a lot of those could be attributed to the offensive line, right? It wasn't the second or third read. It was – Two two point two seconds. Always blaming the offensive not line. All, not always. Not that? always. I just call it. I, I call it like I see it. <laughs> and you played. You him. played offensive line, right? Like, what is what is New York? What are the Giants doing to address the issues at offensive line? Because if you don't have time to throw it, I don't care who you are. We saw with Cam Newton yesterday with Isaiah Wynn got beat early in the game. Yep. Sack fumble. Like, what is what is New York? Because that's that's my biggest concern. What? Can, what has New well, York done? No, and and i got to give you a hard time. But, yeah, I definitely think that the offensive line was part of what hamstring Daniel Jones' development. And I think that that hamstring Jason Garrett's ability to call games last year. You think with no offseason, no OTAs, no minicamps, the entire left side of the Giants' offensive line was rookies, and their center was a first starting center in the NFL. So you knew that Jason Garrett had to manipulate game plans and, and tone them down based upon the accessibility and the availability of their offensive line. As I said, this year, there's absolutely no excuse. Think about Andrew Thomas looking so much better and trusting his techniques and fundamentals and actually starting to initiate the fight instead of last year. Sam, you know this. As an offensive tackle, you've got to be a boxer. You can't be a gunslinger. Those hands always have to be up, and you've got to be able to punch and counterpunch. A lot of times last year, because he didn't have that offseason, reverted back to his own ways and started to shoot from the hip. That gives the defensive end all the body surface and all the chest area they need to collapse the pocket. You think about Shane Lemieux and Will Hernandez at the guard positions. I think that they'll do a better job this year, and they've really focused on this offensive line pass pro and pass blocking techniques. And then the competition at right tackle between Nate Solder, who opted out last year due to COVID, and Matt Parrott coming into his second year. This is exactly what you want to see out of this Giants offensive line. It's competition, no guarantees, 
and they will continue to get better as the more reps as they continue to gather together. But let's face it, they're going to make or break this giant season. David, always great to catch up with you, my man. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Have a great one, guys. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. KJZ ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn, Sam Acho. Key will be back with us in a few minutes. So while he's not here, let's, let's make fun of him. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, always that opportunity to talk about those who are not here right now. But instead, I think the better thing to do is to talk to people who are listening right now. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, as we've been discussing a lot of the NFL preseason and all the attention on the young quarterbacks, quarterback battles, quarterback stories in the NFL. So let's begin with Fitzgerald in Alabama. Fitzy, good morning. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. Hey, uh, I worked a midnight shift, so I didn't get to hear what you said about Jalen Hurts. So what were you guys' thoughts on him? Yeah, no, well, Fitzgerald, first of all, I think it would be appropriate to say roll tide roll, right, for you. Roll uh, Tide, baby, Roll Tide. There it is. I remember the first time I was in Alabama, I heard that song, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they added, everybody there added the Roll Tide Roll. Yeah. So that welcomed me. I was impressed by Jalen Hurts. I was impressed by Jalen Hurts. I was impressed by his elusiveness in the pocket. He made some really nice throws. He, he obviously overthrew a couple passes. I think he's the quarterback for Philadelphia for this year. People talk about Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco, in my opinion, did not come in there to be a backup. Joe Flacco came there. Not only to compete for a starting spot, but he fully believes he can be the starter. He's a first-round pick, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. But one thing that I saw in in Jalen Hurts that I didn't see in Joe Flacco was just that ability to move in the pocket. Yes, Joe Flacco made some phenomenal throws. We saw the, the quick screen to, to Quez Watkins and 79-yard touchdown. But Joe Flacco was also, for lack of better terms, a statue, right? He sits there, he gets sacked. That's kind of what happens. And so I liked what I saw from Jalen Hurts. Obviously, he's going to continue to get reps in the preseason, his first preseason this year. That was a nice pass right there to Dallas Goddard. I was a fan of what I saw. This is the one, overthrown. He had a couple that he overthrew. You don't like those, but I was a fan. Highlights you're seeing right now on ESPN News. And, and that's really, for him, uh, I, I think, again, for last year it was a lot of with, uh, with Jalen Hurts. He's not Carson Wentz was a bigger reason for why everybody wanted to see him. Yeah. You know, but the players were telling you, 
I like this guy in the huddle. He has commanded the huddle. We knew that about him. I'm a big Alabama fan. So, yep. like, for me, I, I knew what he was about. Even losing his job to Tua, he, he did so, though, with the kind of character you and like grace. out of a guy, right? Yeah. Then he moves on. He goes to it was Oklahoma, right? Yeah, Oklahoma. And, and he and gets that one more year yeah. in to, to get into some offense to show what he can do in the pocket. And then he gets to Philly, which was a little bit of a surprise pick. Yep, yep. But it ended up being this is exactly what they needed because Carson didn't work out. They go to him, and now all he has to do is just continue. I think that's what Sirianni said. Just continue to show me improvement on everything, all your decision-making, everything you do, so we know we can rely on you. Continuing with the calls, how about we go to a call about Green Bay situation, this summer of love there. Chauncey. Chauncey? How you guys doing this morning? Good. Good. Thanks for calling. All right, my my question is, let's just say that uh, Jordan Love plays great during the preseason. Will there be an opportunity, you think, where they could trade Jordan Love? No, 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 no. You don't think preseason – but but the preseason for him is really important, but it's probably more important for Green Bay to just have some type of evidence – because, I mean, Dan Olofsky said this yesterday. Jordan Love hasn't played in a real live-action game in like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to – no. So, like, Jordan Love doesn't have a ton of trade value right now, first and foremost. And even if he plays well in the preseason, there aren't going to be a lot of people that would want to trade for him Clamoring to be their backup. for him, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I think the bigger issue, the, be- the, the better question is, if Jordan, plays, if Jordan Love plays really, really well in the preseason – what does it mean for Aaron Rodgers' future with the team, right? Obviously, you know. Well, doesn't Aaron Rodgers decide that now? They, yes. they give him the power to yes decide that? Yes and no. Yes and no. But what I would say is if Jordan Love is who everyone, who, at least who everyone in Green Bay thought that Jordan Love was supposed to be, if he turns out to be that with an offseason, right, no COVID, all these things, plays well, then it's like, okay, Aaron Rodgers, I appreciate you. You did what you needed to do, but all right, bye-bye. It's time for you to go, right? I, I don't – like, and, and – I have a different opinion on this. Some people believe that Aaron Rodgers, what he did was great, and it was you know he was you know, genuine and sharing his feelings, all these things. But as a general manager, you'd rather be too early than too late. You'd rather have your quarterback of the future earlier than later. Look what happened when Aaron Rodgers even got there. They had Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Brett Favre gets traded to the New York Jets, and then Aaron Rodgers steps in. And so I personally want Jordan Love to shine this preseason. Yes, people will say that the preseason doesn't matter. He was playing against backups. But I think that it, it's like it's the, it's, it's, it's the circle of life in the NFL and any industry, <laughs> right? Like you, you, get, you, you replace people. I replaced Joey Porter. Joey Porter, you know, defensive player of the year. He played in Pittsburgh, went to Arizona Cardinals. He had an injury. Boom, boom. I replaced him. Well, fast forward 10 years later, after my, nine years after my NFL career, Khalil Mack replaced me. People get replaced. I love how I put myself between two greats. People get replaced at the well end of the day. At well the end done. of the day. And so, and so, no, Jordan Love is not going to be traded, number one. And number two, but number two, if he has a good preseason, at least he'll have an opportunity to help Green Bay. That's what it is. It's, it's to feel like, let's see, at least we have something and, and the experience for him. The reps alone are the valuable part of this thing for Jordan Love and for Brian Gutekunst and the, the hierarchy in Green Bay because you don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. So at least you have something on tape and live action to see, even though it's obviously not real because it's not regular season. But it will matter. Again, the scores don't matter. It's a lot of results don't matter. Preseason is just there for show. But it does matter probably the most of any, anywhere it does in Green Bay. We have time uh, quickly for one more. Let's go. Aaron in North Carolina. Come on, Aaron. 
Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. You got it real quick. Um, yep. See, yep. So I'm a diehard Giants fan, um, but I have a. I, I wanted to weigh in on the Justin Fields um, starting, um, you know, st- starting conversation. I think especially because Chicago pretty much gave up four draft picks, including both firsts, yeah. in order to get him. I think they need to get him on the field. Right. ASAP, and I think the owner will believe will 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 push that as well. Yeah, that's and that's exactly what we were saying, right, Sam? We were saying that before. Is that while Bill Belichick has no pressure on him with Mac Jones in Chicago, they do. Yeah, absolutely. But just because you gave up a lot for him does not mean you need to start him right now. You gave up a lot for him for his future for the next five. 10, hopefully 15, or even 20 years. And so I think, yes, he needs to play, but not right away. Yeah, no, not not right away. But, of course, people certainly want to see him. All right, from Justin Fields to Cornfields, the Hollywood ending in Iowa that we have to discuss next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.